Welcome to episode seven of Seymour Putter Company's The Putting Couch, presented by Seymour Putter Company's tour team. I'm Jim, along with Ted and Cody. You guys have been out traveling around. Cody, you've been on the tour, uh, which is one of the things you do, and it brings a lot of great stories back. So um, it's good to be back. Our last couple episodes were uh, really special episodes during the US Open week. We had um, the Payne Stewart story, two different perspectives on that. Mike Hicks, his lifetime friend and caddy, and Pat O'Brien, who joined that threesome uh, later in Payne's career and uh, studied very, very closely the way that Payne Stewart and Seymour Putter um, worked closely and, and interactively and it, it turned that into a career for himself and uh, being one of the world's foremost putting instructors. So those were really fun podcasts and in the future we are going to have them back and we're going to have some other special guests. So um, I think at this point in time, one thing we have had is a lot of inquiries and questions from our listeners. So how do you guys feel about maybe taking some listener questions and dealing with those topics today? Let's do it. Let's see what they have. I think that'd be good to uh, cover. Well, one of the, the first question I have here, and this is, uh, again, keep the questions coming, but uh, the importance of the pre-shot routine. Well, I, you know, and that's it. The pre-shot routine sort of sets you up for what you're getting ready for. You know, it's, it's one of those things that you see at a high level. Every single one of the, you know, top players in the world, and usually, you know, your top, you know, players at your home course generally have a great pre-shot routine. I think we've seen it. Uh, one of the most notable guys that I've always fallen back on is Tiger with the pre-shot routine and how consistent it is. It seems like, you know, he's, if you took a stopwatch and you just clocked it, especially on the putting green, it would just be the same from the, the amount of looks he takes to how many seconds it takes for him to walk in to hit the putt. I can't remember. I think at one time I heard like 17 seconds or something. I can't remember if that's exactly right. But it's incredible how consistent and the same that they're doing it each time. So it just it gets them in the proper mindset to give them the ability to hit the best shot or hit the best putt every single time they set up to it. How does one establish a good pre-shot routine when it comes to putting? You know, I think it's it, it's it's a little bit personal for each one of us in terms of, you know, getting comfortable over a putt. You know, I think, for one, you, you've got to start and understand, you know, where are you going to take your practice strokes from? Are you going to take practice strokes? Um, how many looks at the hole? What are, you, what are you trying to visualize with your start line? So I think, you know, it, it starts to develop on the practice green, you know, trying to get out there and practice what works for you. You know, I like... For me and for a lot of our students, when we're when we're understanding our pre-shot routine, understanding from when you're behind the ball, you know how are you picking? You know, and we'll get into this. How are you picking your line based on the speed that you're going to hit it? Um, and then how are you walking into the putt? Are you you know are you going to take a practice stroke behind it? Or are you going to take a practice stroke behind? It? How how many practice strokes are you going to take? Are you going to take them looking at the hole? Are you going to take them looking at the golf ball? And then when you step into it. You know, what do you, you know, how many times are you going to look at the hole? I think at a high level, every single time that those guys step into it, they're generally doing that the same. And I think when you get under pressure, you know, you're able to fall back on that. So, you know, I think some guys you see, you know, take one practice stroke, some people take two. It's, it's all about, you know, relieving tension before you hit the pipe and putting yourself in the proper mindset to, you know, to trust what you're doing. And then, do you think players, at some point, I mean, the, pulling the trigger, 
So, you know, I guess that's the end of your pre-shot routine is at the point that actually you're going to pull the trigger. How do they, you no know, how do they make that uh, decision? I, I think that's where, you know, some of that practice comes in. It's that routine sort of leads you into the process of pulling that trigger. You know, I think the longer, one, one thing we see, I think with a lot of amateurs is that they, they have so many thoughts going through their mind. They, they sit over the putt way too long. So once they get in and, and, you know, I think one of the things we work with a lot on for, with, with our players is once they get set up, one, if you know that you're starting it in the same position, you know, from alignment to ball position to set up the shaft angle, you don't have to worry about those things. You can just worry about, you know, just the, uh, the, the line and the speed you're hitting. It. And that's the beauty of obviously Seymour is you, you're able to do that same. Now, getting the putter head started. One of the things I like to do and we talk about is developing, you know, when you start at, you're looking at the golf ball, if you start standing over that 1,001, 1,002, 1,003, you become static, you know, and it's hard, it's hard to move in a great flow of motion or, you know, be fluid when you're just starting from a static position. So I think, you know, once you get over it and you're sort of shifting your feet around and getting in that position, you look at the golf ball. We try to have guys, you know, you, it's sort of like a, a clock, one, two, three, four. So you're looking at the ball, I look at the hole one, back to the ball two, I start my stroke three, and I follow through on four. So it stays, it helps you keep in a nice rhythm, but it also sort of controls your, you know, the time that you're sitting there just looking at the golf ball. So, you know, some people have triggers, other people are sort of moving around. We've seen Steve Stricker, you know, sort of hover the putter, bounce the putter. It's all about trying to find, you know, I, what works for you, but what, you know, allows you to swing that putter in a way that you just, it's not so mechanical. Well, that's fantastic. Great stuff. Uh, one of the other uh, questions from one of our listeners is, picking the line and the speed of a putt. And uh, we may have talked about this just briefly in some of our other podcasts, but again, you know, these are core parts of putting here. And um, Ted, you, you've worked with Russell Knox. He, he had two wins on the PGA Tour, I think directly under your tutelage when you were working with Russell. And, you know, a guy like that, when he's um, preparing and you're working with him in practice rounds and what have you, um, how does he, you know, balance the, 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 the practice of, making putts and getting the speed right and I mean all part of his preparation and, and maybe some other tour players you've worked with as well yeah it's a great question the the one thing you want them all to feel out there is to be comfortable uh, especially when they're on the, the practice putting green because you're not they're not going to make everything and so you want them to make sure that hey it's not always going to go in if you pick your line and you hit your line then that's great if it went in that's fantastic uh, so, you know, I think harbor back to a few podcasts before is, is having drills that offer that, that you can offer that to them so they can see what the line is, show them uh, a mark of where they want to hit that ball on the putt and make sure the speed is good. Uh, the simple drill of, of putting the uh, club behind the hole by a foot or so, two feet, and working on uphill, downhill, side hill lies. I think just simple drills like that that give them the confidence of going out there when they do. Because, again, I mean, PJ Tour, they play on quick green. So the last thing you want them, you know, is to tell them, oh, you gotta got to get it to the hole. Well, yeah, they can get it to the hole, but the last thing you don't want them to have is have a comebacker that's, you know, three, five feet more. You know, coach, you told me to get it to the hole. Now i got to, you know, almost the same distance coming back. So it's a fine line for them. 
uh, when working with them out there. And that's a great point, and it's different with every player. So, I mean, where you want them to get it to is where they're trying to get it to. <laughs> and it could be different from player to player. Some players really may be trying to die the ball at the hole, and some may be a little bit more aggressive and like to see that ball roll by. Cody, you also played on tour for four years. So what what's going through your mind? Um, again, going back to the trigger, I would assume before you pull the trigger, in your mind you've got some vision, some visual of a speed and a line that that ball is going in. No question, and and I was a, I could sort of I able I was able to picture you know and, and not until the latter part of when I was playing was I able to do this because I, you know and I read a few books and some different stuff while I was playing on this and it, it made a lot of sense. So what I tried to develop and this started in my routine um, is trying to when I was taking practice strokes beside the putt or beside the golf ball before I was hitting a putt, I would take two practice strokes. And I was sort of visualizing the speed I wanted to hit and where the ball had to actually enter the hole. And I was judging my line based on that. So when I was taking a practice stroke, I was sort of visualizing where I wanted the ball to fall in. And I would try to see that picture and then try to putt to that picture in terms of choosing my line off of that. And, you know, I think that goes back into the routine and, um, you know, and trying to figure out how you're setting yourself up. Now, you know, reading a putt, you're talking about, okay, well, why, you know, and I ask, I ask our students a lot of this. If we're saying the proper speed is getting it to the hole, let's say it's 12 inches to 18 inches, where that's from, why wouldn't we hit all putts with that pace? And why wouldn't we judge our reads on, you know, based on just hitting that distance? Every single putt, uphill, downhill, sidehill, doesn't matter. Let's hit all putts the same pace, and that's 12 to 18 inches past. It gives us the, the best opportunity in terms of capture size on the hole, right? So, you know, and I understand there's times where you got a straight three foot downhill or that you don't want to play it outside the hole. But if, if we're really talking about percentages, I mean, the best players in the world are only making, you know, 40% of their pots at what, 10 feet. So we gotta, we gotta understand that what we need to do uh, in terms of giving ourselves the best opportunity, one, to make the putt. So the hole's the biggest. And two is making sure we're not going to three putt. So, I think those all go hand in hand. I, I want to the the pre shot routine. I when when I was growing up, I was never really taught something like that. So when I would, if I would ever frequent the putting green, I mean, it, I didn't really have an idea of what I was doing. I never felt comfortable over a putt. I think a lot of people still have that feeling uh, when they go out there and putt. They never feel comfortable over the putt because. Each putt is, they, they're doing a different routine day in and day out. So I think it's important that once I finally establish what my pre-shot routine was, not only my full swing, but also in my putting stroke, I felt a whole lot more confident over that golf ball and making that shot or making that putt. And that's one of the things that, you know, I think you mentioned it is trying to, you know, how we get set up to the putt, and that, that goes in, pre-shot routine goes into how we efficiently get ourselves set up to the putt, right? If, you, if you're looking at the putt and we've actually picked the right speed and picked the right line, and then you sort of walk into your putt and you circle around it, and then you don't even realize you set yourself up not really square or how you wanted to, you think you are, but because of how you walked into it, you're not getting your body set up to be able to, you know, see your target line properly, so your aim may be a little bit off of where you think it is. So from the start of how you walk into your pot, you know, how you walk into the pot, how you're getting set up to it, you know, and that that's all, you know, you can sort of relate it back to, you know, being able to practice, you know, your routine 
um, while you're out there, you're hitting putts on the putting green anyway, why not step back and go through your routine a few times so that you, when you get into play, that's not just something that, uh, you know, that, that's foreign when you, when you go out there and you're like, oh, well, you know, I hadn't really practiced my routine, so really, what is it? Well, you get, almost you got to force yourself to go out there. I mean, yeah, I mean, you hit a bunch of balls. It's, it's that time, okay, let me get to the golf course a little bit, 30 minutes earlier than I normally do. So after I hit balls, I force myself to go onto the putting green and try what we're talking about today. Great free throw shooters when they're rhythmic, right? Always, whether it's one bounce, a spin, they do it the same way every time. So it's it's just something else to get them sort of in the mindset, put themselves in positions to, you know, to, to be able to make a fluid putting stroke or, you know, or shoot a free throw. So it's 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 not just something you're just walking into and sort of guessing. You, you have something to fall back on. Well, you look at Brooks Kepta, and you know he. You see him. I think he he wipes the the club face every time. You know, every time. That's just it's one of his pre-shot routine. He does that, and so um, you pick on you pick up on things like that when you start watching golf telecasts. Something that gives you um, comfort and confidence and and trust because it all falls apart, right? If if you get up to that ball and just before the moment of impact, for some reason, you know, there's fear or there's a lack of trust, and it seems like, you know, everything goes right out the door. That's right. You, you have to, you, you, you have to, you, you don't, you can't care whether it goes in, but you have to, right? So you got to set yourself up where you just truly trust yourself to make a good putt and not try to force yourself to make a good putt, right? So, you know, and that that's where your routine sort of gets you out of the mindset. If you're, you know, when you're, I, you know, I relate it back to if we've ever thrown cornhole, right? When you throw it, you don't really think about how long you take your arm back to pitch it. It's just all rhythmic. It's feel, right? So when you're out on the golf course, you can't really be thinking about, well, you know, I've got to hit this position, this position. You've got to be in the moment. You got, you just got to, you, you got to understand what it takes to get the ball there. So you can't be thinking about the actual mechanics of what's happening rather than the shot at hand. And that, that pre-shot routine is sort of what gets you in the mindset to do that. Because isn't that the most annoying thing I think that all golfers feel is when, you know, they, they feel like they've gotten themselves prepared in some way. Probably not like we're talking about here. But then when it comes to the putt, they, they leave it short, they leave it right, they put a horrible stroke on it, they're kicking themselves. And uh, you hear, I didn't commit to it, I didn't stay down on it, I didn't stay through it. Same as you might hear with a wedge or a full swing. But so really what we want first and foremost is if you're going to learn how to putt, you got to go through all this. And the end of the day, as you said, I like that. You can't be afraid of missing the putt, but just do what you're supposed to do. Hit through it and see where it goes. If it doesn't go in, it doesn't go in. But if you do something out of fear at the moment of impact, then you're just guaranteeing that not only you're going to miss it, but you're going to feel horrible about it. Yeah, and you you, you know what you did, but you, you can't stop doing it. It's that thing where, where if you... If you truly trust your putt, you're probably gonna get you're probably gonna hit more good putts than you are bad putts. So when you get up there, you just gotta you gotta commit, and, and committing is trusting. So when we don't trust that, you know that creates doubt and that creates fear. Well, that creates tension in your putting stroke. So that's why you you know you see those robotical sort of mechanical moves because guys really aren't putting you know the full trust in sort of the process. And that's great because that brings up the, uh, the the final question that we had chosen from our. Uh, from our listeners today, which is, is that, um, and this is a teaching pro who writes in that some golfers are able to take smooth, fluid strokes while others seem more robotic and forced. And, um, you know, how do we turn practice and repetition um, and a system uh, into something that's fluid and natural on the course? And, you know, you just touched on that right there. 
And it's probably very relevant when discussing Seymour because, you know, we really, a Seymour putter really does have like a great technical feature that helps golfers in all aspects of putting. But in the end of the day, that's just all part of the preparation of what we want as a golfer to get to the point where they can just leave all that behind, right, Ted? Oh, no, exactly. I mean, when they come see us here in the studio, those who are new to Seymour, it can be a little step one, step two, step three. I'll make sure, you know, I could do this, do that. You know, I always tell them, if you, if you don't remember anything we tell you, at least hide the red dot. Remember to hide the red dot because that's going to take care of all those thoughts in your mind to come back to where you need to be. But once you start getting them back to, you know, I always say we, we gradually, we break you down and then we build you back up with a nice solid foundation. Once you get more and more comfortable with that nice solid foundation, the why we put you in this posture, the why we had this length of putter, why the ball position is so important in this putting stroke, the number of times you do it over and over again, because the red dot's making you do that, you're going to get much more comfortable, much more athletic, and then the stroke is just going to come natural. And then you're going to know right away whether you hit a good putt and bad or a bad putt because you're consistently doing it the same way day in and day out. So that one little simple genius functional uh, technology of hiding the red dot <laughs> it frees you up yeah. to do all the other stuff, which Cody's talking about, which is you go out there and have fun and make putts and, and get into a rhythm. Yeah, no, I mean, and that's the simplicity of the Seymour putter and how much that red dot takes care of everything that you think about. Just hiding the red dot. I mean, it's a small saying, but it takes care of everything that worries you about putting. And it, it just puts your worries off to the side. And now you're becoming much more freer. You're making, you know, Pat O'Brien, you can't enforce your will on this putter. You're relaxed. You're just letting it happen. Go with the flow. Yeah, I know that um, we, you know, see more customers. I mean, almost to a person tell us that it's changed their life, it's made their life, their putting, the part of the putting part of their game much more enjoyable, much more relaxed, and they score better, they have more fun. But it is interesting because I think before somebody does maybe try a Seymour putter, the fact that there's a technical story to it, sometimes is probably the one barrier that somebody might say, wow, I don't know if I want to be, you know, robotic and technical, and that's not really what you are at all. So, um, you know, we would encourage, this is the, the putting couch brought to you by the Seymour Tour Putting putter team and um, we do travel the world's tours we work with a lot of the world's best players but we also love working with club golfers we have uh, juniors and club golfers visiting our studios all the time here in franklin tennessee and uh, you know we we agree that uh, uh, with this teaching pro that we want golfers to look like they're relaxed and like they're they don't have a care in the world but that somebody's going to walk away and say wow you know they're not worried about the same things i'm worried about and that's because they know that they have the simple fundamentals uh, taken care of yeah and it's you know it, uh, i always ask uh, ask someone who uses a seymour and they can give you four or five good solid reasons on why they use the seymour what was not working for them and this has helped me and then you ask someone else who maybe uses another type of putter they 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 struggle to find an answer of why it's you know inconsistent it's consistent they can't give you a good solid reason behind that i think one of the things too you know it you have a system right you have a system of all things no matter what brand that that somebody uses you're always trying to find 
okay, I've got to have a checkpoint to know I'm, I've got the shaft here, my face angle's aligned, where's the ball position? So, you know, that's why that's why they're going out and practicing. That's one of the questions we hear at all levels are about where do I put the ball? Where do I put my hands? How do I know I'm doing it the same way? The Seymour system, just that's the beauty of it. I mean, I know that's why when I, you know, when I was playing, and I used it for the majority of my playing careers because it just eliminated some of those questions that you had in terms of shaft angle, loft, face angle, ball position. When you set it down, those are those are key technical aspects you don't have to worry about, right? So it's got a blend of technicality and, and functionality, and then that provides the ability to be more fluid when you don't have to worry about the mechanics of, of you know, setting it down this way and moving here. Because if you're always starting from the same position, you can develop and ingrain better habits. And when you can do that, you know, then, you know, you're putting to a picture, right? You're just getting up there, you're seeing it, you're feeling it. And you're not really having to worry about that at the start, you know, when you change something new, you got to put more time into it, right? So once you put time into it, then it just becomes second nature. Well, did, you know, you, you um, brought up something, Cody, all the, the training, they're great putting training aids out there. And that's the idea of what is them is for them to be as consistent as possible when they're using that training aid. Well, the nice thing about that Seymour is that you can use that same training aid and then the putter reinforces what you've been doing that last, you know, 20, 30 minutes on the putting green and you take it to the golf course where if another brand doesn't have anything along those lines. So it's, it's you know, it's the ultimate training aid is that Seymour putter that not only reinforces what you're doing with the putter training aid you have, now you're taking it to the golf course. You know, it's, it's funny that, that uh, we're talking about that with the U.S. Open last week and the 20-year anniversary of Payne Stewart's dominating putting performance and great victory at Pinehurst. I, I was going back and looking at some of the great uh, footage of Seymour's major championships, you know, the 1999 U.S. Open, the 2007 Masters of Zach Johnson, the 2015 Open Championship. And it's interesting that both Zach and Payne, both, uh, you know, 15 Seymour wins and three majors between them, and both of them... Um, were known for getting in just unbelievable zones, being able to pour in 100 feet of putts on the back nine to win a tournament. And when I watched them um, during the round, when they're not putting, when their playing companion is putting, both of them had the same simple thing that they were working on. They'd, they, you, you could see them standing off to the side and just basically letting that natural arc uh, work and go back and forth and back and forth. And again, they've already ingrained it thousands of times with thousands of putts, but I know that's one thing that even before they got to the pre-shot routine, you could see both of them before it was their turn to engage and start looking at their putt. While their playing partner was putting, they both of them would stand there and just subliminally hide that red dot and let that putter naturally swing on that perfect arc. Yeah, I think that they're putting that, you know, that great feel back in their hands each time that they know, okay, they're just reinforcing it that they're doing it, you know, the way they want to, right? And, and making sure that they have that feel before they step into it. Nothing really mechanical, just nice fluid, you know, and just sort of checking up to make sure, hey, before we hit, we got everything, all systems are go. I think you also find that the person, you know, they're either hot one day or cold the next day, but somehow that Seymour putter just steadily, just with that simple consistency, keeps you rising, you know, on better and better putting putting rounds. Now, again, yeah, you're going to falter, and you might have a bad putting round once 
you know, one time or so, but you're going to get back on it. Oh, that's the feeling I, I had because I knew what it was to begin with. I found it again and I keep on being a little bit more consistent. So it's not as if, you know, some of the guys come in here and, you know, man, I'm so hot one day and I come back the next day and I don't know what the heck I'm doing wrong. You know, that Seymour user just nice and consistent day in and day out. Well, we're going we're gonna to continue to have episodes. We love talking about putting. There's so much to talk about. Um, after this is seven episodes, I do want to go back real quickly here and just sort of summarize sort of our fundamental beliefs and what is it that, that makes a great putter. And I think we all firmly believe that, you know, there are probably four key components that you have to have right to become a great, great putter. And the first part of it is to have a great putting stroke. Okay. By having a great putting stroke, it, it, it needs to start with consistency at address. Okay. Now it needs to be you have to be consistently set up the same way every time at address. Now, some great golfers are square and some aren't square. We tend to think that starting square is better and the Seymour putter will help you do that, right? But you have to be consistent, right? And then at impact, you have to somehow bring that putter back to where at impact it is square. I mean, there's just, there's no options to that. So you can start off with, at, at address and not be square, but then you need, one, you need to make an adjustment. Um, but if you're not square at impact, um, then you need two wrongs to make a right. And I mean, if you're praying on that, it's not going to be great. So that, that's the stroke. Then you have to master speed control. And the best players in the world, golfers that go a long, long ways, spend a lot of time just working on speed. And that's uphill, downhill, sideways, different green speeds and green types. And then hand in hand, once you figure out what, how to get speed control the way you want to get it, you're going to have that line control, okay? Because it's a line plus a speed is going to mean um, that's, going to, that's going to give you your end result. And then lastly, of course, there's the putter itself and being fit for a putter and toe hang and design, the grip, the length, the lie, um, and all those different concepts. So, you know, we're just going to keep hammering home, but those are the four things that we think really are going to go into helping make you a great putter. Probably maybe some things you haven't thought as much about. And, um, you know, we did have one uh, one of our listeners, I did say, hey, tell me about toe hang. I'm confused about toe hang. And back in one of our early episodes, we talked about straight back and straight through versus the arc. And when it comes to toe hang, not all toe hang is created equal either because, you know, we have an FGP blade putter that on the toe hang scale will show is full toe hang. Um, there are other putters that will show also is full toe hang. But the other part of that is what is the resistance to that as it as it does release and with an FGP it starts with toe hang but we also know what it really is is it's face balance and impact it wants to uh, stay square to the line at all times not all putters will want to do that so um, can you learn how to putt with any type of putter of course you can so again we want to talk about all things putting and it's just going to require a little bit more manipulation at times if you don't maybe take advantage of some of the technology that's available to you so um, that was just a little teaser on toe hang. We can get more into that sometime when we start talking about product. But uh, I don't know. Any other thoughts about maybe uh, this episode or, or next? No, I think it's a good episode. I think the the pre-shot routine, I think a lot of people sort of think that is not needed in a putting stroke. I think at least a lot of amateurs, um, I think the more they can be aware of how important it is, because um, I know a lot of a lot of amateurs get full swing lessons, and I know they talk about pre-shot routine, but then after that, it doesn't carry on to the putting green. So I think it's good for us having this episode here to let 
Now, listeners know how important it is to have some type of pre-shot routine. And, and if you don't know what a pre-shot routine is or you have more questions, feel free to email us, call us here at the office, and we'll be happy to, to reach out to you. Yeah, I think that's that's it is, you know, start to develop consistency from the time you start to walk into the golf ball and then look forward to talking more about the these other topics because I think, you know, so many people try to change their stroke and, and put a lot of different methods under sort of one umbrella. And so they've got things that are working against them. Um, so, you know, I think you can always relate it back to setup. You know, if you're if you're trying to make a, a stroke or, you know, or, or path or face change without looking at your setup first, it, it's going to be difficult because your setup controls so many, so much of how the putter head moves and how it reacts in the stroke. So, you know, I, I think that's such a, you know, such a foundation for building a consistent stroke um, and, and in relation to sort of moving everything else forward as well in terms of how you're going to judge speed. And then, you know, at the high level, once you become, you know, consistent with that, then, you know, developing, you know, sort of figuring out the, the right potter fit that works best for you. Well, hey, if you want to become a better golfer, and we know you do, then you've come to the right place because putting is 40% of the game, as we like to say. That's what we're doing. Putting Couch, another great episode. Um, we've really enjoyed doing it. This is the Seymour Potter Company's tour team, Jim, Ted, and Cody, and uh, we'll catch up with you next time. We appreciate you joining us. If you haven't subscribed to the show, make sure you do wherever you're listening. Be sure to leave a rating and review because that's how we get the Putting Couch podcast content in front of more people. Also, take a screenshot and share it on social media and tag us at Seymour Putters or hashtag Team Seymour.